the Megillah introduces us to Mordechai HaTzadik as follows. Ish Yehudi Haya B'Shushan Habira Ushmai Mordechai Ben Yair Ben Kish Ish Yemini. These are words that we all read out loud together. Rashi comments on the words Ish Yehudi, which at first glance seemed to imply that Mordechai was from Shevet Yehuda, but that would contradict the conclusion of the Pasuk, which says Ish Yemini, which identifies Mordechai as from the tribe of Binyamin. So Rashi says that because he was exiled together with the exile of Yehuda, he is called such. For all those who were part of that exile are called Yehudim by the Goyim, even if they are in fact from a different Shevet. This is similar to the idea that we find in history that Jews would be called Moshke or things like that. All Jews would have the same title. This title, Yehudi, or Jew, Yid, has become the label for the nation and the religion of Bnei Yisrael for some two and a half millennium now. And the first place we find it is right here in the Megillah. Not only for Mordechai himself, but the evil decree was lahashmid laregul abedis kol hayehudim, though the intention was to kill all of the Bnei Yisrael in Achashverosh's kingdom. Esther's instructions to annul the decree were leich knoises kol hayehudim, and the nace was lahudim hoisa oira v'simcha v'sasim v'kar. Throughout the Megillah, beginning with Mordechai himself we have this new description of Yehudim, Jews. The Gemara in Mesechus Megillah tells us what this description of Yehudi implies. A Yid is someone who rejects Avedezara. A Jew is someone who is in Galus, in exile, surrounded by outside influences, by Aveda that is Zara, that is foreign to him, and he is not swayed. He does not bow, nor is he affected. He stands tall and straight with Goin Yaakov, with Jewish pride. This behavior filled Haman with rage that someone should be under his rule. And even Jewish law dictates that Dina de Malchusa, Dina, the law of the land must be followed, but only insofar as it does not touch his Jewish identity. Mordechai was a model citizen, Yeshev Bishar Melech, part of the king's cabinet, ready to help his host country in any way necessary. But when it comes to Haman, to following the current mode, to bowing to the culture and changing his identity, Mordechai refused to even bend one iota. Haman couldn't tolerate this because in his mind, someone who thinks by himself, who remains unique and separate, is a threat to his very existence. He didn't want to mete out punishment just against Mordechai, ki es am Mordechai. 
because he was brought to understand that Mordechai's behavior wasn't just the result of an obstinate nature of him alone, but that Mordechai was a Yehudi, a Yid, a Jew, someone who sees himself a subject of Hashem alone and rejects all of Although Mordechai was the leader, Ish Yehudi, who inspired his people, Haman understood that this conduct was the result of something in a Jew that is never subjugated in exile in the first place. As Tanya teaches, that every single Jew, regardless of level, is prepared and ready to sacrifice his life even, rather than sever his connection to Hashem, Rahmanul Litzlan. Not because he has developed himself through Aveda, through deep reflection and meditation, but simply because he is a Yid, and he has a Neshama, which is a Chelek Eleka Mimal Mamish. His Neshama is connected to Hashem. It's never dominated by anyone or anything else. So Haman knew that as long as there is a Yid, Am Mardechai, he will never have full control. A maskal, a rabble-rouser, once came to the Tzemach Tzedek and asked in a mocking way, why in the Megillah Esther, when Mardechai sent Hasach to Esther to inform her about Haman's decree, does it write the word Yehudim with two Yuds? The Tzemach Tzedek responded, seriously, that a Yud, which is the numerical value of ten, indicates the ten koiches, the ten powers of the soul. Since a Jew has two souls, a godly soul and an animal soul, there are two Yuds to hint that the decree of Haman was against all Jews, those who have a more obvious connection with their godly soul, Yetzir Taiv Yidin, and those who have a more obvious connection with their animal soul, Yetzir Hara Yidin. Haman sought to destroy even Jews who were irreligious. This visitor then asked, why in a later Pasuk, where it says that the Jews of Shushan gathered after the miracle, does it say there as well the word Yehudim with two Yuds? This was after the decree was already annulled. The Tzemach Tzedek again answered him, this is because the Jews in Shushan being in the center of all the events, perceived and were profoundly influenced by both the danger and the miracle of Purim, so much so that even the Yetzer Hara Yidin, so to speak, those who were non-observant, who lived in Shushan, did Shuva as well. The Tzemach Tzedek then concluded by addressing the Maskal directly. And he said to him, the same will be with you. When you will suffer greatly, that will affect a significant change in you as well. Shortly thereafter, the maskal fell ill for three months, after which he did tshuva and was completely transformed. The decree of Haman did not differentiate between Yetzir Toiv Yidin and Yetzir Har Yidin, between religious Jews and the non-observant, 
between Jews with long white beards and Jews without any Jewish appearance at all. Halacha biyadua Esav Sayna Liyakiv, Esav Amalek Hamon and their ilk hate a Jew just because he's a Jew. They know that any Jew is automatically different, chosen by Hashem, and apart from the nations of the world. Some Jews think that if we were to look just like and act the same as our non-Jewish neighbors, then we would be able to escape anti-Semitism. Because if we're not discernible from them, why would anyone be inclined to discriminate against us? But the two Yuds in Bayehudim tell us that there is nowhere to hide, a fact that has been painfully driven home throughout our history. So, never should a Jew be ashamed of his Judaism and attempt to conceal it. It'll always be noticeable, even before seeing his passport or even his face. So just let it shine. Let the Nekuda Sayados, the innermost point of the Neshama, be ablaze and active so that it expresses itself even in our outermost, in our most mundane activities and elements.